You're listening to the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Armchair Cricket Podcast, a podcast focusing on test cricket by armchair critics of the game. Continuing with our World Cup Digest covering latest matches and news, today we have a packed agenda covering uh, matches number 12, 13 and 14, played between uh, England and Bangladesh, Afghanistan and New Zealand, and uh, the latest of them, India against Australia in that sequence. So let's dig right into it uh, and welcome my co-host Ajit. Hi Ajit, how are you, man? Hi, Giri. I'm doing good. I just returned from a Sunday league game and I'm very tired. But, uh, you know, it was good to hear that India won the match comfortably against Australia. Uh-huh. How was your match? Oh, we got a very one-sided uh, thrashing, actually. The opponents oh. uh, wiped the floor with us. But uh, I don't want to go into that, I think. Sorry to uh, bring it up. <laughs> no, it's all right. It's all right. Mm. Anyway, coming back okay. to the World Cup, right? Yeah. let's first look at uh, match number 12, which is England versus Bangladesh. Mm-hmm. Right. This match was played in Cardiff and uh, Bangladesh won the toss and elected to field first. Probably this was a very bold move by the Bangladeshi skipper Mashrafe Murtaza, given that, you know, uh, the England batting lineup is so powerful. Right. I think he probably had a tough choice because their bowling lineup is also equally powerful. Mm-hmm. So he chose to chase. So Jason Roy and Johnny Bairstow put up a very strong opening partnership. So Jason Roy uh, first uh, kept a company with Johnny Bairstow, who made 51, then Root, who made 21, and Butler, who, who was promoted to number four ahead of Ian Markham, and he made 64, right? Uh, batting through all this, Jason Roy made a wonderful 153 of just a 121 balls. And he very well stood a chance to probably breach the 200 mark for England in ODIs. But he got out after having hit three sixers in the same over to Pahdi Hassan for a well-made 153. Mm-hmm. After this, Owen Morgan and Josh Butler took over and put the finishing touches along with uh, Chris Wokes and Liam Plunkett. So Morgan had made 35 and Wokes made 18 and Plunkett 27. And they took the England score to a very strong 386 for six. If you were to look at the bowling stacks for Bangladesh, Shakib considered 71 runs of his 10 overs, did not take a wicket. Mashafi Murtaza took one for 68. Mohammad Shafiuddin uh, took uh, 2 for 78. Mustafizur Rahman took 1 for 75. Uh, Mehdi took 2 for 67. And Masadek Hussain rounded off the 50 overs. When it came their turn to bat, Bangladesh did not have a very strong start as Tamim Iqbal and Soumya Sarkar were dismissed by um, Wood and Archer respectively. I think we can go into that dismissal of Soumya Sarkar a bit later. Shakib al held... Um, innings together with a very well compiled 121 of just 119 balls. Mushfiqur Rahim kept him company by making 44. But then Mohammad Mithun failed and Mahmudullah made 28, Mosaddiq 26. Uh, and the rest of the tail was blown away by the England uh, fast bowlers. So uh, Chris Wokes finished with 0 for 67 from his 8 overs. Jofra Archer uh, took 3 for 29 in brutally fast nearly 9 over spell. Liam Plunkett took 1 for 36. Markwood was a bit costly, but took 2 for 52. Adil Rashid was 1 for 64. And Ben Stokes took 3 for 23. Ben Stokes and Jofra Archer sort of uh, wiped out the Bangladeshi tail. So uh, one of the talking points in this game for me is, well, England chose to rest Moin Ali. 
So it at the end of last match uh, where they had lost to Pakistan, we read reports that they were uh, reconsidering bringing back uh, Liam Plunkett, but at the cost mm-hmm. of whom in this eleven, right? Mm-hmm. So they decided to rest Moin Ali. I was sort of expecting they may rest Adil Rashid actually, but okay. I think uh, they want to continue him in the squad because uh, you know Lakshminas are sometimes uh, mm-hmm. confidence bowlers. So as a result, mm-hmm. they didn't want to probably affect that. But it worked out in the end beautifully. I think we can first get into that dismissal of Soumya Sarkar. Right, Kiri? Yeah. What a delivery. Yeah. Um, Jofra Archer is living up to that, you know, tagline of a fearsome fast bowler. Uh, and this was one of those deliveries, uh, which was, I think, which Somi Sarkar is a left-handed batsman. And uh, this was bowled on a, off a good length. I think probably pitched on leg stump, just moved away a tiny bit, hit the top of off stump, dislodged the bail, off bail, to be precise. And the ball flew uh, over the keeper's head and across the rope on the full. So it was a six by Archer uh, in a matter of speaking. But what a delivery. I think you had uh, mentioned offline about uh, another bowler of West Indian pedigree uh, right. who could do the same when he hit the stumps. Care to have a word about him? Well, West Indies always have very fast bowlers. And Malcolm Marshall seems to have once done this. I remember reading about this that Malcolm Marshall had once bowled a batsman in a test match and the ball after hitting the bail simply landed outside the boundary behind the keeper so i had not actually believed it i thought it was maybe a bit of an exaggeration right mm. but clearly not because uh, jofra archer repeated it in recorded tv right what a fantastic uh, fantastic bowler i think yesterday also while bowling he touched 153 kph yeah. that was the fastest ball of the tournament at that point in time yeah and he's still warming up i think there is more yes. to come and we haven't seen uh, Mohammad Hasnain yet. I think he can also go faster. But what an amazing delivery, right? I mean, uh, just the way it was bowled uh, just shows. I think if you look at his uh, bowling figures as well, uh, in less than nine overs, he considered 29 runs, which included two maidens right. and picked up three wickets, right? So he is a strike bowler. And England have done such a good thing by including him in the squad. I keep saying this again and again. I keep repeating myself. Right. But what an inclusion he has been. Agreed. No, it's it, it's proving to be the right one as far as yeah. England are concerned, right? Yeah. So another thing, you know, the violence of that dismissal was not actually captured. It's not like wickets tumbling over and over or whatever. Mm. All he dislodged was one bail. Mm. That's it. But the ball flew over the fence. Mm. So that is another way of probably displaying the same kind of violence or effectiveness, right? Where you can see as a bowler, they say the wicket tumbles yeah. over and the bowler feels really happy when he sees that, right? <laughs> So, yeah. you know, it's this is another probably sort of a way of scaring batsmen and the bowler to feel happy, I guess. Mm. Well, lucky are the few who can actually do it. Mm. At my pace, I mean, if I ever to get somebody bowled, which I did today, uh, I'm happy if one or both the bails fall off. The wicket uh, don't get dislodged or the ball just stays in front of the wicket, right? Yeah. Never has the ball flown away. So, <laughs> I'm just dreaming about it. How, how is that even possible? Yeah, yeah. Right? Just... Anyway. Mm-hmm. You had another nice statistical point, I think, from yeah, uh, yeah, indeed, yeah. So if you look at the end score, right, uh, England won the match by 106 runs, so right. they were never going to lose this, I think, with the kind of bowling lineup they had. But at least Bangladesh came, tried to, you know, put up a fight and come close to the target, and they were almost near 300, right? Thanks to a century by Shakib Al Hassan. Mm-hmm. And if you've seen the recent trend, Shakib has been, uh, you know, batting up the order uh, for Bangladesh. Um, so he's been batting at number three, whereas I think when he started as well as over, I think, two years ago, he was batting at number five or number six. 
he was there as an all-rounder and now he's being touted as you know a frontline batsman mm-hmm. uh, and i think if you look at india's batting lineup the top 3 contribute the most so probably bangladesh have realized there is more you know batting uh, skill that he has which can be you know um, tapped into uh, to make an impact uh, in the on the score line in the end so he scored 121 runs i just did a quick analysis uh, on quick info stats guru mm-hmm. um so over the last 12 months uh, leading up to this day mm-hmm. in the 12 innings that he has batted in odi cricket um right. shakib uh, al hasan he scored 639 runs i mean i'm talking about batting at position number 3 so one right. down right mm-hmm. so 12 innings out of which two were not outs he scored 639 runs with the highest score uh, posted in this match 121 runs mm-hmm. um a strike rate of 88.38 he scored one century and 650s he right. averages 63.90 in that position at number mm-hmm. three in the last 12 months so it seems to be working for him as well as for his team whereas right. if you look at his overall career So in 201 matches he has an average of 36.66 so if he continues to bat at number 3 mm-hmm. i think his average will move up his overall average will move up and probably help bangladesh uh, win more matches i think it's a very good move i really like right. it i think it might have been the new coach steve rhodes probably who has a hand in doing this or probably the uh, previous coach which i think chandrika hathore singh was the previous uh, bangladeshi coach one of these two could be credited with uh, this sort of move i think and yeah as far as bangladesh are concerned it's a good thing all right so bangladesh have not started really well well they beat south africa but after that they have lost a bunch of games so i think they'll want to come back quickly and england will take this as a confidence booster because they had lost to pakistan right so they are mm-hmm. back on the on the horse so to say mm-hmm. going forward the other match that was played uh, yesterday was uh, the match number 13 which was a day night encounter between afghanistan and new zealand right so in this game new zealand won the toss and mm-hmm. fielded first so having done that afghanistan started quite brightly so you know there is a bit of talk about uh, the afghanistan keeper mohammad shahzad being withdrawn from the squad because of uh, injury recurring your injury yeah. right mm-hmm. but uh, later uh, yesterday i think there was a video doing rounds on youtube where he was you know he was uh, recording a message crying that he was actually not injured and he has been dropped and so on and so on right so there's a bit of controversy unfortunately surrounding this uh, opening position for afghanistan but hazratullah zazai and nur ali zadran began very steadily right hazratullah zazai in a customary mm-hmm. hard hitting manner and nur ali very st- uh, steady and they had brought mm-hmm. the score to 66 for no loss in just 10 and a half overs so that's a mm-hmm. fairly good score right but then began a slide so this uh, slide was begun by um, ferguson lucky ferguson and nisham who dismissed um, well zazai was dismissed by nisham for 34 and then nur ali zadran for 31 by ferguson so this began the slide and afghanistan ended up at uh, 6409 and then 7 for 130 and 8 for 131 so there were no major contributions down the order except hashmatullah shahidi who made 59 very patient 59 and i think rashid khan who was dismissed by ferguson was actually bowled off his helmet it was almost like the ball that was a good length ball jumped a bit higher and mm-hmm. he was not sort of expecting that and it hit his helmet and he sort of really nodded it on to the stumps it looked like that but mm-hmm. it looked like this had a big impact on the game because he was withdrawn uh, because uh, he seemed to have suffered a concussion and he could not come out to bowl so that mm-hmm. also probably affected bangladesh so when it comes to bowling lucky ferguson took 4 for 37 and jimmy nisham took a career best 5 for 31 and uh, trent bolt finished with no wicket for 34 and grandom took 1 for 14 right Mm-hmm. so when it came their turn to bat 
न्यूजीलैंड हैड अ शॉक बिकॉज दे लॉस्ट मार्टिन गुप्टल ऑफ द वेरी फर्स्ट बॉल वेर आफ्ताब आलम हैड इम कॉट बाय यू नो अ शॉर्ट पॉइंट शॉर्ट ऑफ अ पोजिशन ऑफ द वेरी फर्स्ट बॉल and then colin munro made a patient 22 but then he was dismissed by aftab alam again trying to hit out and was caught at third man ken williamson and ross taylor then comfortably took the score to about 130 by which time the, there was no more doubts about the result and then lay them finished the match off with williamson so when it came to the bowling aftab alam took all the three wickets to fall and he took 3 for 45 and rahmat shah who bowls not bad leg spin If I may put it like this, took five for twenty-one, but no wickets, and none of the mm-hmm. other players took wickets. Mm-hmm. So basically, this was not a really challenging score for New Zealand, and they won this match very comfortably, and they are now placed very handily right at the top. So they have won three out of three, and they have a very solid uh, return rate of plus two point one six three. Whereas if you look at Afghanistan, they have lost all three, and they have a negative minus one point four nine as the return rate. So technically, they are just below South Africa, but uh, you know. this uh, seeing how it's faring the tournament for them unless askar afghan really recovers quickly from his injury and he's brought mm. back into this 11 i think their middle order looks really shaky and mohammad yeah. nabi being promoted to 5 or 6 is not working and the only guy that really bats well is ashmatullah shahidi and gulbadin so in mm-hmm. this game they tried to promote them both and uh, hold nabi back but that didn't work either right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. they'll they'll want of askar afghan back as soon as possible he provides that steadiness at number 3 or number 4 and the rest of the batters can bat around him right mm. also what i saw was uh, ikram ali khil the uh, keeper who's been drafted in in mohammad shahzad's place is a looks like a much better keeper frankly he looks like a more natural keeper mm-hmm. but while batting he looked all at sea against uh, uh, ferguson and uh, nisham he made 2 of 22 and it was a bit painful to watch so I don't know if he'll probably be dropped a bit lower down the order to allow people like Ashit Khan or Afzal Alam to bat ahead of him. Let's see how it. But all in all, well, Afghanistan have a really challenging task from uh, here to really qualify, and New Zealand seem to be very well placed as they have uh, won three out of three, right? Mm-hmm. Now then, let's go on to the match of today. This is the 14th match uh, played at London between India and Australia. So Giri would you like to take us through the scorecard Yes uh, this match uh, match uh, was played at the oval India won the toss and uh, decided to bat first Arunj Finch uh, said he would have also wanted to do the, do the same thing but uh, this time yeah surprisingly India chose to bat first uh, and oval has been a traditionally uh, good batting track with right. a lot of high scores uh, being posted at the same ground and i think this pitch was a reused one it was already used once in this uh, tournament already um so virat kohli expected that uh, the second innings would you know uh, be a lot more difficult to bat on so uh, india began very cautiously um, you know um, negating uh, basically bunting the uh, attack of uh, pat cummings and uh, mitchell stark they didn't give away any uh, uh, wickets they didn't play any loose shots mm-hmm. rohit sharma and shikhar dhawan stayed at the crease and steadily accelerated once the first change was done when nathan cool to nay was brought in and then they managed to put on a partnership of 127 runs in under 23 overs right. um and uh, rohit sharma was dismissed for 57 runs mm-hmm. virat kohli then joined uh, shikhar dhawan and then they put on another good partnership of nearly 100 runs uh, virat kohli himself made 82 runs and shikhar dhawan scored a century at one of his favorite hunting grounds uh, i read right. um so it's 117 runs from him uh, with uh, 14 fours 
had a strike rate of 107 mm. virat mm. kohli stayed out till the end until the last over in fact he was dismissed of the second last delivery uh, caught right. a deep uh, cover um, but virat kohli was joined by hardik pandya pandya uh, surprisingly because he uh, normally you would expect somebody like kl rahul to come in ahead of pandya even dhoni and kedar jadav to come in ahead of pandya but this was this turned out to be a very smart move and mm. pandya provided the required uh, you know momentum he hit some lusty blows uh, 36 and 4 fours in almost a uh, very quick fire 50 he scored actually 48 runs in the end Uh, mm-hmm. Dhoni came out to bat he didn't have time to settle so he started swinging his bat also made a quick fire 27 runs uh, and uh, KL Rahul accepted a, a gift from uh, Marcus Toynis gleefully a waste knee high full toss and then dispatched it into uh, the mid wicket boundary and then right. managed to remain not out on 11 runs in his three balls uh, with India managing to score 352 runs for five wickets Australian bowlers uh, they all went for plenty Uh, I think pick of the bowlers has to be I would say Pat Cummins because he was the only guy who went for less than 6 runs and over he was in for uh, 55 runs in his uh, 10 overs and picked up a wicket right um of uh, you know Hardik Pandya mm. but apart from that uh, Nathan Coulter-Nile went for 1 for 63 in his 10 overs Maxwell none for 45 in his 7 overs Adam Zampa with his leg spin looked a bit troubled he was not Uh, you know in form today 6 for 6 overs and 50 runs for no wickets marcus toynis picked up a couple of wickets in his 7 overs but still went for 62 runs but right. sadly uh, michel stark their strike bowler their prime bowler mm. he went for a lot of runs he looked off beat today uh, he considered a lot of runs as well uh, 74 runs in his 10 overs so it's quite quite expensive figures well uh, what know. a change yeah for michel stark from match to match indeed yeah so I think the main factor here was that the ball was not swinging there was no reverse swing uh, mm-hmm. we'll come to that in a bit uh, Australia in response began very sedately they began you know it, it was a more of a sluggish start especially from David Warner he looked very very uncomfortable not uncomfortable not just uncomfortable but he was not his fluent self but Finch on the other hand looked uh, a lot better and they finally managed to get a partnership going they were scoring at less than 5 runs so the asking rate was already more than 7 but they were behind the scoring rate mm. um and uh, finch was dismissed uh, run out um i think there was no i mean the, he didn't run the first run hard or something like that and then he was caught short uh, he right. went for 36 runs and david warner made a yeah slow 50 he made 56 runs before he was also dismissed uh of the bowling of chahal Right. Uh, Steve Smith repeated his previous uh, performance and kind of held one end scoring mm. a runner ball almost runner ball 69 runs before he was also dismissed uh, Khwaja tried to uh, insert some momentum uh, with 39 ball 42 runs but he was dismissed by Bumrah mm-hmm. uh, trying to play a ramp shot of Bumrah can you imagine that <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, Maxwell looked good uh, in his 28 runs but he was always up you know against the task i think the the asking rate was too high when he came in i think mm. he must have come in around uh, 35th over or something but he it, it the stage looked set for him you know he could have taken the match away from the indians but unfortunately right. for australia he couldn't it couldn't click he, he was out caught in the deep uh, of uh, chahal again toynis was out the second ball that he faced everyone else got out nathan coulter nile could not repeat his uh, heroics again pat cummins was out for eight mitchell stark also was out for three runs and uh, zampa was the last man to be dismissed for one run but the guy who tried to you know inject some kind of uh, fight back 
in this innings was uh, Alex Carey, the keeper batsman. He made 55 runs uh, of his uh, 35 deliveries. Very explosive innings, but there was nobody around him to uh, support him. Uh, so Australia in the end were 316 all out in exactly 50 overs. The seamers from India bowled really well up front, um, but towards the death overs, they went for a few runs, but in the end, they picked up three wickets apiece. Mm-hmm. Bhuvaneshwar Kumar, three for 15 is 10. Uh, Bumrah, three for 61 in his 10 overs. Hardik Pandya bowled his full quota of 10 overs, but uh, went for 68 runs. He couldn't pick up a wicket. Kuldeep Yadav went for 55 runs in his nine overs. Uncharacteristic of him not to pick up a wicket. Uh, Yuzvendra Chahal picked up a couple of crucial wickets uh, during the boring middle overs. Mm. And Kedar Jadav, with his right arm filth, uh, went for uh, 14 runs in a solitary over. Well. Uh, but, yeah, it was not enough in the end. Um, India managed to pull this off and uh, win the match by 36 runs. The player of the match was Shikhar Dhawan for his uh, fantastic uh, 100 runs, 117 runs uh, in the match. Right. In the end, I think the better team won. But uh, Australia could have, you know, had a smaller target had it been for a better bowling performance. And uh, I think uh, especially Mitchell Stark could have done a lot better. Of course. Also, were there not a couple of drops? Yeah. So I, I think Alex Carey dropped uh, Hardik Pandya. In the, if I remember right, it was the 38th over of uh, Nathan Coulton Isle. And it was just three balls after uh, Dhawan was dismissed. Oh, so right. Pandya was very new to the crease and uh, after this drop, you know, he went on to make 48 runs, which was a lot and uh, in also quick time. Agreed. Well, that was one of the crucial points. I was listening to our Caught Behind podcast or the Caught mm-hmm. Behind show on YouTube with uh, Noman Niyas and uh, Rashid Atif. And it was one of the points they mentioned. The other point they mentioned was that if you were to take out what was going on in the Indian innings outside of uh, Pandya, uh, Dhoni and also to a large extent uh, later Rahul, right? Mm-hmm. So the strike rate of the Indian batting effort was very close to 6 and over. So they were going to end up at 310, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But then yeah. these three people they said made the real difference by hitting out. Mm-hmm. So Pandya will probably be used in such a role uh, right through the World Cup where, uh, you know, where mm-hmm. at whatever wicket fall, when it's 47 or 46 overs, Pandya will probably walk in or even 43, 44 overs, yeah. right? And yeah. Dhoni is a good finisher, so is Jadav, right? So they can always hit out. And if there is ever a wicket falling along with whoever is the steady batter, maybe Rahul can hold one end up if required, right? Yeah. yeah. So this is a very flexible thing that India have, and that's a good thing. So the other thing is that when you look at how uh, Bumrah bowled, his uh, final statistics does not really tell the whole story mm. simply because I followed the 49th over of the innings of mm. Australian batting innings on mm. guerrilla cricket because I had a mm-hmm. break in play. Mm-hmm. And I think... Bumbra bowled fantastically well, where there were no runs scored off the bat of mm. somebody like Alex Carey on the uh, strike yeah. because yeah. this guy was already making a uh, you know 25 ball 50. Right? Mm. He pinned him down and off the five balls Alex Carey faced, he could not score a single run off the bat and there were only two buys at some mm. point in time in that. Mm. The last ball he got away with a single, right? Mm. So the 49th over of the innings went for one run off the bat and three runs overall. That was a fantastic bowling effort by Bumrah. Mm. What I really liked is, even though the match was sort of won by that stage, you know, when he mm. came into bowl, probably it was not yet won because if he sort of slipped, it would be too tough. But mm-hmm. two or three balls into the over, he did not relax. He kept coming in with the same intensity and kept getting carry beaten. Mm. So I think this is a very good sign for the Indian cricket team going forward because they are able to find that ruthlessness in them. Yeah. Right, the most crucial ruthlessness that people are looking forward to, champions teams always show, right? Yeah. 
very professional uh, attitude i have to say and virat kohli said that in his uh, post match uh, interview as well it was a very professional performance by the indian cricket team one other thing i noticed was uh, shikhar dhawan and uh, rohit sharma you know mm-hmm. batting very patiently when they began right. against the likes of stark and cummins i think india at the end of 10 overs were 41 for nolas perfect so it was yeah it was just over four runs and over so the next 40 overs they scored 310 311 runs right so let's look at the acceleration and they 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 were always uh, you know they they were always certain and uh, sh- sure of their abilities mm. in uh, how they would accelerate i think they had a clear plan they just didn't want to drop early wickets against uh, stark and cummins mm. and once uh, stark and cummins had uh, finished their spells so the initial spell they started to play a bit more aggressively and especially the rotating of strike part i think was very crucial they kept taking singles and twos and you know oval is a relatively bigger ground so it has uh, wider boundaries on the squares mm. right so they could run a lot of twos there so they just t- tipped and run uh, a lot of times and when virat kohli of course uh, walked out to bat you you know what he does right he runs and runs and runs really hard he in fact i remember when dhoni came out to bat uh dhoni tapped one ball uh, towards the point region and then they scampered for a single and khwaja was under so much of pressure that he tried to pick the ball up and then throw it at uh, the you know bowler's end because dhoni was running towards that uh, end and uh, kohli realized the ball had actually slipped out of his hand and he immediately called uh, dhoni for another run and then they made it two runs you know just wow. at point so it was amazing running by you know two stalwarts of uh, odi cricket Uh, and dhoni um, he he just showed us that he doesn't just you know play himself in uh, uh, during the initial part of his innings he went uh, you know uh, out for his shots from the word go so he just showed us another dimension of his game so that has not disappeared right so he's still there and there about fantastic yeah well a uh, couple of other small points quickly mm-hmm. so from the australian innings you saw mm. that you know kwaja came in at 4 he's usually batting at 3 because he's sort of an opener right mm. so suddenly mm. he i was surprised to look that he was batting at 4 but then i realized the batsman who got first out was finch so the idea to promote smith to number 3 may have been only for this match or for these sort of matches where they wanted to preserve the left and right combination to make it tough for the leggies mm. middle overs right mm. so that's why probably steve smith was promoted and kwaja mm. was held back so that once warner got out kwaja walked out to bat so you could see that uh, the idea was to keep the left and right combination going so that might mm. be a good you know a good move from the australian mm. at least the think tank right all in all i think india uh, won this match very comfortably so if you were to look at the points table quickly uh, after this victory india are now up to third in the table with two out of two wins and with a relatively healthy plus 0.539 Mm-hmm. Right? but they have australia played uh, one match less than uh, new zealand and england indeed and australia yeah. are, are fourth and they have mm-hmm. played three matches right and they have played three one two and lost one to india and their net run rate is also very similar it's plus 0.483 mm-hmm. now going further if you were to look at uh, tomorrow's match i think tomorrow's match is a really really crucial match where west indies take on south africa right it's going to be played in southampton Mm-hmm. and if you look at this match it's probably a do or die situation for south africa right yeah. if they were to lose this i think they are more or less out of uh, contention for the mm-hmm. uh, knockout matches but as far as mm-hmm. west indies are concerned they'll also be sort of itching to get back on the field and do well because they let australia off the hook previously in yep. this uh, yep. world cup and they should have taken that game uh, having come that close 
so they'll want to reassert their confidence and uh, continue with the win right on the yeah. other hand if, as uh, we discussed if south africa can't win they are in a lot of trouble but unfortunately it looks like you know the stars so to say are not really with south africa because it looks like lugingidi is still injured and he's doubtful for tomorrow's game mm. right so we don't know if he'll be playing or not and we'll get to know that only if just before the start mm-hmm. so this is another thing that south africa could have done without but unfortunately uh, needs must and they have uh, bowlers and batters so probably buren hendricks will come in place of mm-hmm. uh, you know one of the spinners tomorrow i'm uh, tabresh shamsi i think mm-hmm. and as we already opined previously jp dominion may lose his place or he might be promoted right so that he's given another chance to hit out right? yeah but i think they need a good start from amla and uh, quinton de kock it's long due uh, i think uh, one if that works out uh, they should be fine south africa should be fine let's see how that goes but all in all it will be a really really tough match right mm-hmm. now if you were to look at the other world cup related news so duan pradeep has been ruled out of the bangladesh match due to an injury so he's uh, i think he suffered an injury to the bowling hand and uh, it has been excited and he has been uh, suggested some rest right oh okay and uh, you know in a slightly interesting you know topic probably not very topical when it comes to the matches and the results but sort of a by play you mm-hmm. know i was reading about this that you know it looks like the bales also have started favoring the batters right this is the last thing you may imagine bowlers may have wanted considering that so many 300 plus scores have already been made mm-hmm. right uh, it looks like multiple times the batter blocking the ball and the ball rolling back and sort of touching the stumps or maybe just you know also knocking on the stumps not just touching it but the bail not getting dislodged right mm-hmm. so there are at least five such instances in this world cup already where you know one was to adil rashid and then there was a uh, bolt who was bowling to karna ratna in a match against Britain, new zealand and sri lanka where that mm-hmm. didn't work australia west indies where stark was bowling to gale and you know again mm-hmm. the same thing the ball may have shaved the off stump but actually the bail did not fall right and england and bangladesh we saw that mohammad saifuddin who had the ball hit a stumps in the bowling of stokes and mm-hmm. it didn't really dislodge the bail but stokes remedied it the very next ball by sort of taking out uh, all the stumps very easily mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right the last of which was india versus australia where you know warner sort of while yeah. trying to drag one almost brought one out of the stumps but the ball didn't dislodge a bail this was this was big... actually uh, of the first delivery he faced uh, from jasprit bumrah so i think wow. it was probably the second over right that would have of been the thing as well and it might have actually uh, you know helped australia because he, we might have had uh, more acceleration at the top of the order because he looked very scratchy warner right yeah. right right so you never know all right so another interesting topic just to talk about right all right yeah. uh, going forward uh, there is um, one more uh, you know international match that is currently in progress or that has just finished so this is the england women versus west indies women second odi so in this odi as well england women comfortably have beaten the west indian women right so if you we were to briefly look at the scores england women batting first made 233 for 7 and west indian women were only able to make 87 for 6 chasing a uh dakwat lewiston reduced target of 209 in 28 hours so it was a complete one sided victory again who won this match by 121 runs based on dls now if you were to go on to the other uh, you know cricket related news from outside the field playing field mm-hmm. you know ashley barty uh, who played bbl right between 2014 and 2016 has gone on to win the french open women's trophy yesterday So I don't know if there are many such instances where an active 
or a, just a former uh, cricketer went on to win a tennis tournament so uh, our congratulations to ash barty for her fantastic achievement so she's been an elite sports person in two sports not just in tennis but also in cricket so it came out that she in 2014 she had given up her tennis career to sort of pick up a career in cricket but then in 2016 she went back to her first love and now she has won french open so it looks like she's done the right thing but in that main time she was good enough a sports person to have gotten a contract and played bbl right mm-hmm. so this is one of those another one of those stories from australian women's cricket just like you know the uh, elise perry elise perry the, yeah right who played yeah. uh, both in the football and the cricket world cups Mm. So it's it's a fantastic fantastic story and very mm. nice to read about these things when they come out. Multi talented, right? yeah. Of course, great. So now going on to the trivia section. The trivia question uh, question from the previous episode was, which current coaching staff member from the Sri Lankan team has previously worked with the Pakistan team until very recently? So our uh, supporter and listener uh, Yogesh has written in again with the right answer. The right answer is Steve Rickson. Uh, so Steve Rickson was until recently the fielding coach of Pakistan team, but uh, he has now been hired by Sri Lankan cricket and is now the fielding coach of the Sri Lankan cricket team, right? I hope he may have some interesting stories to tell the Sri Lankan boys. Also, maybe some trade secrets. We don't know how that works, but uh, I think he's a very professional person and I don't think those things will happen. But nonetheless, it was very interesting that, you know, even yesterday, I remember Abdullah was uh, commenting that the fielding standards of Pakistan had slipped a little. Uh, when Steve Rickson left, I think he left in a half because I don't think he, him and the Pakistan cricket board saw eye to eye at the end of his tenure. So it was not a, you know, let's say mutually uh, fondly remembered farewell, but sort of a very acrimonious exit. So uh, who knows, he may carry some interesting tales over to the other dressing room, right? All right. Mm-hmm. The trivia question for this episode is, uh, today was a match between India and Australia, and this was the 12th encounter between the two teams in the World Cups. So, given that there have been 12 encounters, can you tell how many wins each team has in the World Cups when playing each other, right? So, the one of the clues I can give you is there have been no uh, rained out matches. So, out of 12, if you add up the wins from both the teams, you will get 12 full wins, right? That's the clue I can give you. So mm-hmm. you could get in touch with us for to give us the answer to the trivia question or leave us your comments and feedback through social media platforms like Twitter, where you know you can reach us at ArmcheckRipod or on Facebook. You can reach our Facebook page, right? You can write into us at armchecker.cricket at gmail.com. Also, there are multiple platforms on which you could listen to the podcast and subscribe to it, right? Please do subscribe and when you listen to the podcast episode, if you have any comments or suggestions, please do write into us. This will really keep us motivated and uh, you know help us keep going. Now that we're doing these World Cup digests, there's plenty to look forward to, least uh, of all the match tomorrow between West Indies and South Africa. So I really hope uh, our listeners and supporters are tuned in and they continue to listen to our podcast episodes. Having said all that, it's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from him. Bye-bye. You're listening to the Armchair Cricket Podcast.